Hello and welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Food Freedom Coach, and I'm really excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Okay, I'm going to start doing some shorter episodes for some little sound bites of listening, as well as my longer episodes. But these are going to be episodes for perhaps when you don't have much time and that you are just looking for a little sound bite of information um, to hopefully uplift or inspire you. Um, and this is going to be one of those episodes. So this is also created in response to a question that I've received from a listener. So if you would like your own specific question answered, do send me a DM on Instagram at the Food Freedom Coach and I will do my best to respond. So the question is from someone who's working really hard on their recovery, but is still struggling understandably with the eating disorder voice. So this is the eating disorder voice that tells you that you're wrong for eating more. The voice that tells you that you should be following the rules, the voice that berates you and drip feeds those negative body thoughts. And of course, this brings conflict because this person really wants to change and to become fully recovered from an eating disorder. However, the eating disorder voice is still loud. And so doing the right thing by working towards recovery actually feels wrong and induces a lot of guilt, which is really hard to deal with. So how do you deal with this? So in this podcast, I'm going to share my three tips for dealing with the pesky eating disorder voice to help you stay on track with your recovery. So number one, okay, it's remembering that thoughts are not facts. Now, your thoughts will often feel really true. And this is because they're based on life experience, of our different memories, our interactions and relationships and all kinds of things will have impacted them. So say for example, if you had a bad experience at primary school with a person by a particular particular name, maybe that person was unkind to you, you know, and left you with long lasting hurt. Now it might be very possible that when you come into contact with people with the same name or who remind you of that person, those old feelings will get activated. So obviously those feelings will feel really, really, really strong. But obviously we don't actually need to react on them. Not everyone by the name of making this up. Jane is going to be really unkind and make you feel bad. So the feelings aren't really about now or the present, but they feel very real because of the deeper feelings that get activated. So it's hard to shake them off. Now, another example is, I might believe in a particular faith. And if I have this faith, I will interpret the world through the lens of this faith. So I will likely see God working maybe in particular ways. I may feel guilty if I've sinned. And if I've had thought in this way for a very long time, I will regularly do behaviours, meet with others and have daily practices that reinforce this belief and help make sense of my world. So my thoughts will then very much relate to this. Now, if you had an eating disorder, you will have been interpreting the world through a lens where there's so much judgment around weight and shape and food. And you will have been looking at the world through this lens for a very long time. 
and you will have done things over and over again to reinforce thoughts, feelings and beliefs around this. So when you venture into recovery, you can't expect to just turn this off. You know, it's impossible. Our brains aren't formed this way. So those neural pathways will have been well established in your brain for years. You're habitually thinking in certain ways without it even being conscious. But the powerful thing is really to begin to realise is that these thoughts are not facts. Take a step back. There might be a different way to look at things. Now, you might not believe the new way yet, but just because the old feelings get activated, these are often the eating disorder related ones. It doesn't mean that you need to respond to them. And in the same way that you wouldn't get back with a toxic ex-partner, even if you felt one day that you really wanted to, when you're having a wobble maybe and reminiscing of the good times, ultimately the toxic ex is still toxic. So you might have the feeling of wanting to kind of engage with the feeling and reconcile with the ex, but deep down you know that it's not an effective and helpful thing to do. So this brings me on to point number two, which is letting go of irrational guilt. Now, as human beings, we need to have the feeling of guilt. It stops us murdering people when they annoy us, stealing from supermarkets and a whole manner of other things. However, you might be in a pattern of feeling irrational guilt, particularly if you've had disordered eating. Now, irrational guilt is the inappropriate guilt that you might feel for eating when you're hungry or when you feel guilty maybe for looking after yourself in a self-caring way or you feel guilty for breaking an old eating disorder rule. Now, you do not need to feel guilty for these things. This is irrational guilt. Now, I completely understand you're still often going to feel the guilt and probably for some time soon. But it's, again, it's creating that pause and realising I don't have to react to this. Now, I personally struggle with guilt. I used to be an absolutely chronic people pleaser. And to this day, when I say no, and I know that it probably might have upset the other person, a wave of guilt will hit me. Now, thankfully, this is diluting gradually over time and the intensity is much less than it used to be. However, it's still uncomfortable to bear at times and I have to ride the wave of it out. Now, I know now that I don't have to react to it. I can say to myself, oh, hello, old feeling of guilt. This is my childhood guilt surfacing and I don't need to respond to this. And guess what? It is a bit hard to cope with in the moment, but it passes. And actually, I know then that I've done the right thing and it wasn't, the, you know, it wasn't helpful to have engaged with the old feeling. And with time and practice and repetition, this does get easier, I promise. So moving on to my point number three, expanding your life and interests beyond weight, shape and food. Now, if you are struggling with kind of um, guilt, old eating disorder thoughts, you know, you might still have some sneaky eating disorder behaviours that are reinforcing your old beliefs and thoughts. So you might be doing some comparing yourself with others. You might be body checking or you might be weighing yourself or you might be under eating. Now, these behaviours will bring your thoughts and attention continuously back to an unhelpful place and focus. So if we've got 60,000 plus thoughts a day, if you're doing things that trigger preoccupation with weight and shape, then of course this will impact you. So it's really important to work hard on starting to build a life that is fulfilling and worthwhile, where your identity is not focused around your weight. 
So it's valuing yourself by your relationships, your hobbies, your work, your strengths and the things that bring you joy. And it's investing in these things on a daily basis and actually watching your self-worth transform as you start to do this. Because what we pay attention to will expand, okay? So if you're paying attention to the size of your legs or tummy or whatever, whatever, you're going to create a lot more thoughts and beliefs around that. If you're paying attention to maybe your relationships or a hobby you really like or something that really inspires you, that's going to create different thoughts and feelings and beliefs in different areas. So pay attention to the things that lift your mood and take your mind away from calories, weight or eating disorder things. Think about what your deepest values are when you're 90 and looking back on your life what BMI you are, what your weight was, is, is not really going to matter in the bigger scheme of things. What's really going to matter is your relationships, um, that you did things that were worthwhile and important to you, um, and things that made you feel fulfilled. Now, it's so important with all of this to be kind and compassionate to yourself, because this isn't easy. You know, if you'd been like following, um, say if you've been a Catholic for years and years and years, and then you suddenly became an atheist because you lost your faith, it would be very hard to just turn that Catholic guilt off overnight. Um, and I've got nothing against Catholics. I'm just using that as an example. But I'm just saying that when we've thought about something in the same way again and again and again for a long period of time, it's going to take some time to be able to start thinking about it differently. But it's realising that just because you're having that thought pattern that you've the historical one, it doesn't mean that it's true or that it's right. And actually you can learn a new way of thinking and that's going to be so much more helpful for you. So be kind and compassionate to yourself and begin to appreciate your wonderful qualities and attributes. You are so much more than disordered eating behaviours. So I hope that's been helpful. So just going to summarise those last three points just to take away with you. So remember, number one, your thoughts are not facts. Number two, let go of that irrational guilt. And number three, expand your life and interests beyond weight, shape and food. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed that. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the Food Freedom Coach. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for my weekly articles on my blog page at foodfreedomcoach.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.